You're listening to the Understarters Orders Racing Podcast. Expert racing analysis from both sides of the Irish Sea. So stay tuned for the best insights and opinions on the weekend's racing here on the Understarters Orders Podcast. choose my cricket bats gray nickels is the one for me but when it comes to podcasts there's only one the understarters orders podcast that's bowling them all over with all the latest racing information insight passion and knowledge don't get caught out or stumped by imitations the understarters orders podcast hitting everyone for six what an introduction from Mr. Anti Cummins. That's a fantastic one. Look at all the smiles in the background there, Declan. Hello, buddy. <laughs> What's the story? Oh, you've got to love Anthony Cummins, haven't you? <laughs> Head class. Why am I calling him Anthony Cousin Cummins? Oh, it's Anthony Cousins. Because I saw Andy Cummins in the background, <laughs> right, Andy? I love his shoes. Oh. Those red kicks. And he has got the most fantastic trainers I have seen in a while. Yeah, he does like a sneakers, to be fair. He sure does. All right, buddy. How are we doing? Right, we're ready to tackle the most boring weekend of racing we have ever tackled, boys. We're talking about it's great. Oh, every weekend's great. We just need to make money. Two seven four long races. Well, that's your that's your cup of tea, isn't it, Deck? Yeah, all over it. Yeah. Uh, my house has just been infiltrated by about five drunk women. That's why you could hear that voice in the background. It's unbelievable. They've gone into the they've gone into the bar now. I'm in the kitchen, so we're going to be a bit more civilized. That's all we need. So, how's our week's been, boys? All right. Busy, but good. Let's just talk about Andy and cut. Right, take the headphones off, Andy, and show us the whole her. Come on. Oh my God! He looks like an eight. drag act. That would say. There was a dodgy uh, place in Ennis, a local town, eight quid haircut. There was no line. So, like, I don't like lining up for a haircut. There was no line. In I went. Handy job. So, eight quid. Yeah, eight quid. Can't go wrong. Fringe oh, bit dodgy right. now, but well, you get what you pay for, you know? Yeah. It looks all right. looks all right. They've been hacked at. Declan's waiting for the next one. Right? about 50 pounds there for that, would you? Yeah. <laughs> De- when are you yeah, getting your cut, cut, buddy? Uh, no chance. Never? No. No, like Samson. Samson. Right. Well, let's get into this weekend's racing. We have got three races we're going to cover this weekend. Then we're going to go to our Royal uh, Royal Ascot anti-post betting. Here we go. Let's start with the two forty at Chester, which we're going to cover on Saturday, uh, and the two forty in Chester. Um, where do you want to start here, Andy? Because we've got front front runner here in Edge to Lab. Do you like that one? Estelab, um, uh, not not particularly to be honest, Chris. I, he's obviously he's got the plum draw. If you want to make all at Chester, just yeah, yeah. stall one is once you once you don't miss the kick. Obviously, stall one is where, exactly where you want to be. Um, he's been in fair form, I suppose. Estelab hasn't won this season, but is on a mark which is workable uh, for a five-year-old. I came down on two horses here. Um, the first one was actually Marco Body's horse, Mission Boy, coming out of stall six. Um, this is an Italian import, so there wasn't a lot to really go on. Um, he was disappointing at Lingfield on his latest start, but 
his form behind Born to be alive twice at Kempton and Wolverhampton is fairly reliable form and you know being coming off the boat from Italy um where it, like if you think the ground is soft if you think the ground is soft in France you, you probably haven't like like Italy is, is very very testing so if, if, it, if it does rain Mission Boy will be very very interesting he's a big enough price probably because it's his first turf run in England um Boardman was the other one I was going to look at. He's improving, Boardman, isn't it? He's on a hat trick, yeah, for Tim Easterby uh, coming out of style four. I, yeah. I doubt he, yeah, I doubt he's kind of uh, reached his potential yet. Um, but I'd like to play on the prices. So it'll be mission boy for me. Hopefully, that is the soft ground and his first run on turf um, will bring him forward. Um, I, I think he could be a big, big price here because he is a bit of an unknown quantity. But the ground will really suit. But um, out of the more fancied ones, it would be Boardman who I, I'd be looking at. Yeah, thanks very much for that, Andy. He's done um, it before, Mark. He was impressive. Oh, sorry, buddy. I think you had he a bit ha- of a, yeah, yeah, yeah. Your connection there. Okay, no, sorry. Um, no, the well, not saying that Board, Boardman is on that trick, so. Anyway, 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 right, Andy, that was a decent shout. Yeah, Mark Corbett, he's had a good, he, he's, he's done well with these recruits from uh, other countries before, and uh, he should go well, I think. I feel at a decent price of 14 to 1. I mean, uh, Steve, have you had a look at this one? Not really tickling the taste bud, is it? If it, hey, yeah. Jordan, he turns up with his uh, A game, he must have a chance, does not he, state? Yeah, well, he's probably this is probably more of a warm up for races. I don't want to the Stewart's Cup, like straight sixes, not the East Cup, it is, isn't it? Air Gold yeah. Cup, yeah, great for Wilfred's. Um, I quite like it. Yeah, I think he's around four or five to one, he's pretty sure. Um, he's, he's run some great races from the front, mainly he's probably a couple of his best runs on the straight mile, the straight. A bit lonely out in front. Some some big price as well. He's, he's drawn one to, uh, Saturday. If he breaks, he goes on the ground. He King's coat round here. Could nick this. I could see him. I could see him being three or four clear of halfway. But um, he would definitely be my pick. Baldwin, like Andy said, would probably be the other one I looked at. But as far as uh, the race goes, course and distance. We've got another bat. Uh, and uh, Kukash also always got to look out for in around here as well. Gabriel with a wise, yeah. the course and distance winner. But um, I like Edge Shalab, Chris. Edge Shalab. Thanks very much, Steve. Declan? Yeah, um, Andy spoke about the draw there. And, well, you know, around here you want to be in, in style one. But, you know, style four is, is quite good as well. And the two boys have, have mentioned him. And Bardman, he's off the back of... Uh, the two wins um, he, he's still on a decent enough mark now he'll obviously have to break a bit better around here but Tim is Tim Easterby has 16 wins the last 21 days uh, Rob Hornby is 29% the last 21 days stats, stats alert stats alert I, I had to go to the blackboard for this one <laughs> it's such a bad race and uh, Rob Hornby's also 19% around Chester so um, look it, it's a nice draw and all the stats are pointing towards Boardman yeah, agree. I think Boardman is the improving one in the race, and if he handles Chester, he has got a great chance. He's got a he's got a plum draw, and if he can get himself in just in that posse behind the front runners like Eschlab, I think he'll do well coming off that. Uh, end there. Over seven furlongs, stall four is 
is actually the next best draw to one. Right, well, we're on it then, Deck. Me and you, me and you, buddy. Me and you, Boardman. Oh. Andy, what are you going for? Um, I'll take a flyer at Marco's horse, Mission Boy. I think he'll go off bigger than 14 to 1. And um, he has form in the book, but he's, he's been a listed uh, group form in Italy, which isn't obviously great, but it can translate to mm. handicap form in England. Um, yeah. I think Mar Marco definitely had a horse, a, a, quite a smart horse that won group ones in Italy and came over and did well for him. The name has just escaped me at the minute. You're spot on, Andy. I don't remember the horse's name, but he, he ran it around Wolverhampton on the first time. I remember watching it. And group one's the Wolverhampton. No, that's no, 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 that's no. how it translates. Group, group, group one horse from Italy that ran at Wolverhampton first time. It wasn't him, it was a middle distance horse, possibly by Dylan Thomas. I just mm. can't remember the name for like he actually won a speaking of Haydock, he won that 12 furlong. Haydock, the London, not the London Cup. Um. The old Rowley, <laughs> not the old Rowley, Jesus. The, the old, old Newton. The old Ryan. I'm not the, old, the old Newton. The old Newton Cup, that's it. Steve, yeah. you want Edge Lab? Edge to Lab, yeah. Edge Lab for yourself. Excellent, buddy. Right, let's head over to Haydock now on Saturday. Haydock is going to start with the Pinnacle Stakes, which is a group three, and that is over one mile four. We've got Cat. With the defection of uh, Alpinista, who's not taking his shirt, uh, who's not, not taking up his entry here for St. Mark Prescott, Cabalette has been putting in here at 13 to 8. It's quite a short price. Andy, you've been short. You've been quite a hit on Cabaletta in the past. Oriental Mystique's in there at 3 to 1 for the David Simcott yard. Oshie Murphy taking the ride there. Henry Candy had recent winner La Lune in there at 130. Salsada, let's start with you, Steve, because you like Salsada, don't you, buddy? I do, yeah. Um, she's got a bit to find on the ratings. Uh, right, officially rate 94. Cabalet is more, more it's 13 or 8 shot. Doesn't have many wins on the board. Probably there on more for the fact that uh, I think Rowling's had about three entries, didn't she? Um, uh, Alpha and Easter, what was the other one? Um, the one that bowled up last shot. Yeah. Alpha 4 has come out. Yeah, so he couldn't have made it 13 or 8. I know Andy's Andy sort of stuck a sort of pinpointing there last year for this year as one to look out for. Um, I'll be watching brief for me, but Southside is a course winner. Goes on the grand for Jed O'Keefe. Um, I quite fancy her. I don't know too much about the Lunas, to be honest with you. I won't lie. Um, but Southside for me. Yeah, thanks very much, Dee. Um, Andy, where do you want to go here? Yeah, it's just going to regress to the Chester race. Uh, Richard said it in the comments there. It was Dylan Mouth was the horse I was thinking of, the one the old new body that came over from Italy with the group ones. Thanks for that, Richie. Uh, Reggie, even. Um, yeah, so, so the, yeah, no, I, I'd have to side with Caballetta here. Um, it's not a strong race whatsoever for the grade. I thought Alpha Nora, like I, I suggested the Chester race because I thought Alpha Nora was going to come here and, you know, she was four to six anti post and, you know, she, it, it, she would have just won this fairly easily on her ascot form, which was franked at York as well at the second. Um, and she won that by seven lengths, so she looks like a proper filly going forward. Uh, but Caballetta uh, stays dead, Roy. I said that she's, she was just a big baby last year. I thought she'd really fill into her frame as a four-year-old. And she ran okay at York. She she was beaten about 12 lengths by Queen Power, but she's not a 10 furlong filly. She's clearly a stayer. Um, probably prefers soft ground as well. So she steps up back up to a mile and a half, gets her soft ground here, has decent 
black type form in the book. She's a listed winner last year. Um, I think she was placed behind uh, Endahar and um, subjective yeah. was that Goodwood last year uh, before just being completely outclassed in Group 1 company at Ascot. Like, there's not really a lot else to go with it. La Lune, for me, may have ground concerns to Henry Candymare. Yeah, I'd agree with um, that, Andy. You know, like I'd I'd be I'd have a feeling I think her participation might be in doubt. Like she she ran okay, I suppose, at Newmarket on very bottomless ground, but that was in handicap mm. company. Um national treasures rated 78, so I'd have a better chance on foot. Um Oriental Mystique again, I'd have ground concerns there. Um she doesn't really win a lot either. Um wait for the Lord, a lot of all weather form in there, rated 90, she would have to improve. Salsada was very progressive last year and just kind of got caught out with Doncaster. But I think this trip will really suit her. She probably is the value of the race. But I just think, you know, there, there's not, there's what, six runners here. Um, for me, if, if Caballetta progresses the way I think her pedigree suggests and the way like her physical ex- appearance suggests, like if, even if they keep her in training at five, she'll improve again. Um, the more racing she gets into her, the more the better she will be, and I just think she'll she'll win this um, pretty easily, to be honest. Well, thanks very much, Andy. A very solid case there for the favourite Caballetta there, um, Declan. Yeah, I, I agree with Andy. Um, look, I know she was hammered by subjectivist, but you know I think the legend form could be quite strong, and he does look like a, a really, really a, a good tough horse. The tricks definitely have to see her. Um, as we've said, like she's not really a, a poor long horse, so you know, and I'm willing to put a line through a run at, at that Ascot Mud Festival. You know, I'm always willing to do that. Um, yeah, she, she's coming back to the sort of trip she wants, um, and she, she'll probably go further. I think she's she's probably value at um, around 13 to 8. Um, she probably should be shorter in this company, like Laloon. She's she's won on firm ground the last day, um, and she didn't stay very strongly on heavy ground at Newmarket. And heavy ground at Newmarket and heavy ground at Haydock are, you know, if you're not staying at Newmarket, you're definitely not going to stay at Haydock. But what's the weather like there, actually, Chris? It's wet, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. So, like, it's saying soft at the moment, but. Yeah, it's, uh, it's raining tomorrow, but. Yeah. You just know what will happen with Haydock is if it rains tomorrow, the day after it's going to be very ticky because they're going to have decent. They're going to have decent amount of um, temp. Well, warmth tomorrow really because it's like twenty yeah. degrees tomorrow. Oh, so it'll, be be, it'll be yielding. Yeah, it'll be very difficult to get through, and I think you will see a lot of defections because of that. Like, it, it would help if you didn't fucking race there every week. <laughs> 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 Two weeks in a row. Come every on, it's- week. I was at Haydock in 2019, I think it was you August 2019, it, it absolutely pissed rain, right? <laughs> wow. the, ground, the ground was only soft, and then I got to the winning post, and I tripped <laughs> forward, and I spilled my point right onto the turf, and they actually had to get the, uh, the, the groundskeeper out, they actually changed the ground to heavy. <laughs> so it is a really... That was fantastic, Andy. I love that. I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, Haydock will be on this week, but Red Car was off this week. Yeah, that's because he just run at Haydock. Like they, they they look after the ground elsewhere. They just run no, at We look after, after the, the ground at Haydock. 
Kirkland Tellwright, the groundsman. I rang him up once and I rang, I remember talking to him. I think he thought I was a trainer, right? I rang him up and I said, Hello, Kirkland, you all right? How are you doing, mate? Can you tell me what the ground's going to be for tomorrow? And he basically talked to me like I was a trainer. It was fantastic. He just said he's oh, he did his job. The teacher's voice, yeah. I, it was the teacher's voice, definitely. <laughs> anyway, we must move on. Let's yeah. move on to the no, journal. Yeah. Or yeah, the mistake. No, I haven't finished, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only joking, Dad. Go on, buddy. Already had the mistake. Uh, like she skipped Sandown tonight, um, and she hasn't acted too well on the ground before. Salsare, like the, I think that the, you know, the boys are a bit overconfident there. I don't. She didn't really handle this company. It's a step up here again. Now I know it's not the hottest of of group trays, but you know I can't see her beating Cavalletti. Uh, way for the Lord. The ground would need to bring out an awful amount of improvement. I actually think National Treasure is, is a little bit interesting. Um, she was keeping on well in her maiden over 12 furlongs, and this test could, could really see her. You know, she could definitely outrun her odds. And, you know, if, if you look at the bag of place, I know there's only two places, but she could possibly be the one to follow Cabalette at home. But I, I can't really see Cabalette being beaten. But I do think National Treasure will run a big race. Thanks very much, Deck. Right, let's move on to the John O'Gaunt. The John O'Gaunt is a 3.30 at Haydock on Saturday. It's another safe heaven for long. So we'll let Declan tackle this one first, but let's firstly go through the betting. Safe for it is 11 to 4 with thanks at 7 to 2. Toro Strike at 6 to 1. Glorious Journey has been out in Maidan for, is at 13 to 2, all the way down to Queen Georgia at 33 to 1. Where do you want to start with this, Deck? Ah. Uh. <laughs> Come on, buddy. Hey, before you get into this, let's just say to Anthony Cummins, Anthony, don't you worry, buddy. I have got you covered at Brighton tomorrow. I'm going to make you a bit of money, buddy. Don't you worry. Carry on, Deck. Um, look, these seven four-long races, they all get their go, don't they? Like, glorious journeys here, and, you know, he torn up the Our Uncle's 40th, wouldn't he? You know, to just torn up. It, you know, is it his go the weekend? I don't know. It's it's a hard one to gauge. It could be his turn. Um, <laughs> like Safe Voyage has been has been disappointing. He, he went to America, and then his return was was disappointing. But the return to seven furlongs may help. He is the favourite. We'll be keen to take him on on his last two runs. Um, the mayor with thanks. She finished the season with a nice win ahead of Soul Search. The ground's going to be fine. I think she has a big chance. And we've seen Sol Search run a big race last week at the court. Um, I, I think she has a big, big chance. And I, I think, think that was a great run. Do you think that was a, that was a really good run from Soul Search? Yeah, it was. Um, and look, you know, when, when you look back at the form, it, it wasn't really surprising. Um, I, I know we probably didn't talk about her enough last week. She probably only got a brief mention, but... Um, I, I tell yeah, it, it, it was a very good run. Uh, back to this race, Toro Strike. All his best form is, is on good ground, uh, and he was hammered in the 4A. Now, I know Safe Voyage was more than that, and, and he's, he's probably ran below par since, but still, I, I think an awful lot to find. Uh, River Nymph, the stepping out of handi Handicap Company, could be interesting. Njord, um, Jesse's horse. He was originally trained by Sheila Lavery, who's, you know, I think Sheila's a very underrated trainer. Um, I think she's excellent. He was behind Snap, snap Ravery um, at Nice, 
And I think Snapridge is a solid yardstick. He stepped up and trip and ran a big one uh, last week. Did run well. Did run well. Uh, yeah, I think Yard he, he deserves this step up and trip. Like he he won the the Balmoral um our Ascot. And yeah, look, I, I think he deserves a go here and he, he's definitely a danger. Ken Ross was highly tried. Uh, but I think he's struggling. He's even struggled at this level. Uh, I, I wouldn't. He'd probably be underpriced on his Group One wins, and I, I wouldn't be keen to to be with him. Uh, Brad the Brief, who's well beat at the court on his first on his first try over seven furlongs. Uh, Queen Jojo, she could be overpriced. You know, she has some decent form at this level. Um, I just think on this ground that the trip would probably stretch her a little bit too much. Yeah, I'd say that too. But, you know, if if the ground was better, I would, you know, and she was that price. She she's about twenty to one. Uh, I would be keen to have have a go at her, but uh, it's it's the other mare for me. With thanks. With thanks, thanks, Deck. Sorry, Anthony Cousins. Keep calling you Anthony Cummings. Oh dear. Go on, Andy Cummings. Go on. Where are you going, buddy? Um, yeah, Anthony actually asked me for a, for a possible tip at Brighton as well. I found one for him, but it mightn't be as sweet on him as, as you would be on yours, ooh, Chris. So we might ooh, see that ooh, later on. Ooh. Let's see. Um, right. So, yeah, this is um, this actually isn't a bad race, to be honest, for the grade. But, like, Dex, right, any of them could kind of have their turn. Um, Safe Voyage, I think it was the first time he was making a seasonal reappearance over a mile since 2018 when he was also disappointing uh other than that though he usually has a very very good record fresh and he returns to probably his favorite track on his favorite ground on his favorite trip so he would have to be very um high up on anyone's shortlist but like that was a bad bad run in the lockage because the ground was testing maybe he doesn't want a testing mile but he was just beat before that even became a factor at newbury so you would have to have it in the back of your mind um glorious journey smart horse she usually finds one too good he, he hasn't really been once um, since he won a newbury group two beating safe voyage actually um in 2019 uh kinross has been very disappointing he's been highly tried maybe i'm being a bit harsh saying he was disappointing but that mark of 106 and his royal hunt cup entry make me think he might have a different day in mind and this could just be bringing him along and um, that's the pessimist in me talking, or maybe a certain anti-post slip later, I'm not sure. Um, Njord, he would have a great chance. It was a really encouraging run at, at um, Nace last time out. Um, enlisted company, uh, Snapper Terrier won the race and then ran well in the Gallinol Stakes um, last weekend. Um, he, made, he was making a seasonal reappearance at a much higher level. Um, than he was last year and he might be just taking a little bit longer to come to the boil he would have a really really good chance and he's probably a shade overpriced here um, with tanks was very impressive in the uh, race there it was nice. to check my notes here the Atasi stakes um, and that form was pretty solid she was a runaway winner of that and she could be very very progressive and you know she's the most likely in this field to, to be a you know, she could be a Group One performer this season. Yeah, yeah. Where's where she gonna run? Where, uh, they'd run her. They'd run her in France. Uh, she she go to France, hundred percent. Um, no, but he's he's interested interested in the, 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 the oldest. Huh? 
You don't think it's interesting that she's taking on her elders so early in the season? Um, well, she's a four-year-old, so she's mm. just inexperienced. So, like, you know, four-year-old fillies, like the, the three-year-old fillies can stay to their sex and to, you know, the, the lesser four-year-olds and five-year-olds whatnot can as well. But, like, the good ones will take on their elders. And, mm. But it is a kind of a vote of confidence here. There's only four, though. Isn't that for her if she wants to win a group one race at this time? She could. Uh, she'd probably get a mile. Like, you know, like she hasn't tried it yet, but like she's she's been campaigned exclusively at seven, but that doesn't like she'd be well worth her try at a mile, especially on her form that she showed at Nace. So she wasn't. Oh, stopping. yeah, yeah, agree with that. Um, yeah. The one I came down with because he had a run, however, um, I, I it was between Nord and River Nymph, the Victoria Cup winner, and he's another horse that could potentially take a step forward here he obviously won the victoria cup last time out uh, did really really well to win that showed a real battling attitude Um that was after being kind of disappointing in the lincoln like this like if declan could draw a seven furlong horse from the ground up it would look like river nymph because that's what he is he doesn't want six he doesn't want a mile he's an out and out seven furlong horse like like mm. yeah exactly and he's probably even more a seven furlong horse he probably out seven furlong the likes of you know sir dancelot or like you know <laughs> god you i know, love that horse. yeah Rock or something you know those field. type of horses um like you know he's he's a proper proper in between awkward like he, this guy is goes to a restaurant you know orders a burger without the dressing and the sauce or you know just wants the chicken oh. with the chips. just nice awkward wants Fantastic. that just in between and uh, for me, he could be along with the Guinness, Guinness head. That's it, yeah. No, like Guinness with a black current or something, you know. And <laughs> um, really, really awkward type, but you Who know, he has that? to seven. <laughs> oh, I've seen that at Cheltenham before, you'd be surprised. Yeah, um, yeah, no, it's it's terrible. Um, Steve Edwards orders that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes, for me, no, it would definitely be um. Uh, River Nymph, just because he's a bigger price than, than uh, with Tanks, and they're the two most potentially higher class performers in this field. So it'd be River Nymph for me. Cheers, Andy, buddy. Um, Stay, where are you going for this one, buddy? Um, Andy, Andy was just saying about safe words. I think if she hadn't run in the, um, in the lockage, it probably would have been a bit shorter here, maybe a seven and four shot. But like you said, he had his ground that day. Maybe the trip stretched him a bit, but he was beaten far too early. Um, I'm not sure if he's entered next week in a diamond, but that was normally his race, uh, the race before the derby, the seven furlong race around the bend. But maybe I think this is a, maybe this is a weaker opportunity. I'm not too sure, but I'm four. He's got the best form in the race, but on that last ten, I just I couldn't back him at that price. Um, which thanks is probably a bit short for me. Um, the race at Nace but without the rest of its form was like small fields, one at Carrick. I just I'd want a bit more than seven or two if I was to, if I was to get involved with that. Um, Nord brings the the Balmoral stake, sorry, the Balmoral handicap over seven at Ascot last year. It probably ties quite well in with some of these. Maybe not the horses, the, the proven group three enlisted runners, but um, the one I do like, Chris, is I like Kim Ross. I know Andy is a bit critical, but yeah, and he wasn't beaten a long way. Um, he has disappointed, but he ran he ran well in more. Total Andy. Andy, Andy. He just said he was well, shy. <laughs> <laughs> he said Everyone he was shy. Sorry, what's that? He said he was shy. Everyone else turns their opinion. It's all right. <laughs> Andy put it in a nice way. 
No, so he ran, he ran quite well in the Morris de Geese. He was, he was, he was eight for nine, but finished pretty much four or five lengths, covered the whole field. He's run twice in Dubai behind Lord Glitters. Lord Glitters was third or fourth in the lockings last time, so the form ain't, the form ain't too bad. He's been running the high class, and this is, is what I'm trying to say, but um, that's what about Jojo. <laughs> I don't know, Andy probably still has nightmares about when she caught... Um, oh, stop, don't mention that. Breathtaking. <laughs> still, I don't like that, that's really, yeah. I like him, Russell. I think River Nymph as well is a good point. That that Ascot race was the ground was softish. Probably get a quick pace again to aim at. Could probably come through. I do like Kim Ross. I was gonna ask Andy about um Brad the Brief. I know he tipped him up a couple of runs ago in Ireland, didn't you? You've not mentioned yeah. it. Yeah, I, I was I, really I, disappointed. I, I was really disappointed by him at the Curra. Um, but he's really he's good form at the track. I think he's unbeaten at the track. Um, or maybe he's yeah. only lost once at the track and he loves the soft ground. Um, he'd want to improve a good tail on what he's shown this year. He looks regressive this year almost, you know. So mm. but yeah, Kim Ross for me at a price each way. If Safe Voyage is anywhere near his best, he, he will win this. There's no doubt about it. He's he's beaten better horses in this. But maybe at eight years old now, maybe he's just he's maybe he's on, on a downgrade, you know. Yeah, well, I think Kim Ross has it all. To, he, he has a lot to prove, but he could prove it. And if he does, he's, he's, he's favourite. He was favourite for the Kamiko race, wasn't it? Was it a racing post that was really uh, risky yeah. for? Um, no know, weather group. He, he was the only runner not trained by O'Brien, didn't he? They ended up running Newcastle, yeah. didn't they? But, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I mean, he's I'm disappointed sure. at this level since he's been highly tried, hasn't he? Like it's mm. well, the last two runs were in Dubai, but look, it's a proven group horse, isn't he? What yeah. are last year's milers like? Which year and also well, the best ones are retired yeah. or dead. Oh, or dead. Oh. oh dear. Anyway, Steve, selection yeah. Kim Ross each way. Yeah, Kim Ross each way. It's, it's just Andy. It's the best race you're of the day. Him. It's not so much, is it? You're backing them for the wrong race, day. Um, mm. but it's um, oh god, who was that? Uh, yeah, River Nymph. Yeah. River Nymph, Randy Declan. Say it again, Deck. With thanks. With thanks. Say it again. <laughs> With thanks. 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 <laughs> Such an Irish thing, isn't it? I love that. Right, we are going over. Right, um, let's first of all, before we go over to our Royal Ascot, we want to cover this Antipole stuff. If Anthony Cousins is still watching, let's go over this uh, Brighton stuff. Andy, give, him one for, give Anthony Cousins one if he's still watching for tomorrow, Brighton. Bright, oh, yes, yes. Okay, I just need to find the name of it now. It's the 220. Oh, I've got one in this. Oh no, is it? I hope this is the same bleeding one because there's only no. one horse here that's going to win. Mamilius? Um, no, Jesus. No, that, that thing, that, that thing, that, that, that thing just addicted to coming second unless it's on the sand. He'll love it um, tomorrow. The, the horse I came down on was Typhoon 10. Taking it's on the beach, it's yeah, it's, it's a drop in grade. Tor Hammer Hansen takes off the three pounds. Um, it's his easiest opportunity in quite some time. Um, like he he ran fine at Windsor. I think the soft ground kind of undone him. But like he's he's solid form in higher classes of races, um, going about going back quite a bit. And he gets into a, a class four here. He's ran well in 
in the high 80s. He's even ran well off 90. Um, so 86 in this lower grade on a track that Richard Hannon surprising does quite well at. Um, you know, Toy now the only thing I would say is like he is out of Cake, who was an acclamation mare. Like she was a pony, she was very small. Um boy slade power, but he's holding his form quite well. Um mm. he just looks like he, he looks like he's a good chance um on in the in the two twenties. That's the one I came down on. Thanks, Andy. Uh, I've gone for Mamilius in that myself, but you've summarised it a lot better than me. Two later races, I do like Reavers Rob Roy in the five o'clock, and Carbon Positive in the five thirty would be my nap, Anthony. So hopefully you have a good day there tomorrow, buddy. Thanks for your video you sent to us. We appreciate you listening in every week, don't we, boys? We do. Oh, very much so. Oh, yeah. He is, he is the main man, Anthony Cousins. There's plenty of our listeners who tune in every week. So thank you very much, guys, for tuning in. As you always do, we have got like it's like coming to church, isn't it, really? <laughs> yeah, you can put it that way. <laughs> if you want to put it that way, you can. Church with swearing, that's what we can say. Right, we are going to go into our Royal Ascot Antipost now. Um, who wants to kick us off, boys, with this Antipost stuff? Because I've got betting through from skill bet if you want to go through with that um let's go with you andy come on buddy where you um, want to start with your anti-post you've got you'll be talking about the lord warbles the handicap stage there <laughs> <laughs> then you've something I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to watch three novels here <laughs> <laughs> where are you going andy with this uh what's the highest price money you've got anti-post at the moment not overly. It's a bit disappointing. It's it's thirty three to one. Well, Who's actually, getting well, a text I, message coming through? Andy, Andy, your dial up is acting up. Who's getting a I've text message through there? Who's gonna get the SMSs? I'm just. I'm looking down at my notes. Not my phone. I don't old fashioned. Um, oh dear. I, I've quite a few. I I on a horse now that that was on the weekend that cost me quite a few quid. Um, Masetto, Dunnock O'Brien's. Um, I had him actually. I had him in a Trixie. I shouldn't be saying that this is just completely pointless. I had him in a Trixie with Max Sweeney and Empress, Empress Josephine. Oh, what an yeah, afternoon! Was, what an afternoon! Yeah, I just let you go. Let you go. After Slimer, that's what I voted up, didn't it? That's who you can check the group. It was in the all tipped up on the last show. Now, what'd you say there, Steve? Yeah, the winner was really impressive in that race, wasn't it? I know Masetto was last to attempt, yeah. but the winner... Masetto was sent. What the hell is that noise? I don't know. I don't hear anything. Maybe it's off me. Can you, is it okay? Probably the is. Russians the Russians listening in. What's going on while you were sliming? That's all. <laughs> you wouldn't need me if you if you check the group. It's all there. And last week's nah, episode. Oh, it's good to see it. Oh. Um, no, Masetto, he was he basically finished the Marble Hill on the bridle. The race was over by the time he got out. Um, Stacks horse, a cheap speed thing that probably be done by the summer. Uh, Castle Star, oh, he won the race. <laughs> um, no, so yeah, I'm not talking out of your pocket at all there, are you? Oh, uh, yeah, no, so there's apparently a, there's a noise. Is it me? Should I leave him come back? Okay, I'll try and stay still because I am conscious it's me. But um, Masetto, he's fourteen to one, and Castle Star is about six, seven to one. So you're getting double the price, and you can't say conclusively that Castle Star would have won. Um, 
and like the discrepancy that you know Macedo's had only having two runs, um, Castle Stars had four runs now, so it would. I think that the best horse was second, and if you're getting fourteen to one, that's the one to go with, in my opinion. Um, I could be here all night though, guys. I'm going to leave and come back in case that noise is me. So if anybody mm-hmm. else wants to take it's over, gone. I can't hear you. I can't hear you now. Somebody. Andy's it's only I'm, very, I'm just reading. I'm reading the comments just in case because I see it. It's it's so far away moment, it's only hitting them now. <laughs> <laughs> I actually heard nothing. That's why I think it's me. It's gone um, now. Oh, you only heard your own opinion. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, love my love my own thoughts. Um, no, so I'll keep going anyway. Then, so the Royal Hunt Cup was the next race I came across. You guys know damn well that I've actually two in this now that I'm, I'm going to back anti goes. The first one being Irish Admiral. Um, Irish Admiral kind of worries me though. He's number sixty-one on the ballot. Um, he's rated ninety-six, so I've absolutely no idea if he's going to get in or not. Um, my hunch says he will, and I, I he might need to run again. But this, like, regardless of where he runs, this is probably the best handicapped horse in the UK. Um, James Fane had him as a three-year-old in Ireland. Did quite well with him. William Haggis won an egg and spoon race with him around Wolverhampton. And he travelled and was like absolutely swinging. And maybe he's just a little bit weak. Um, maybe just needs a little bit more time. He just didn't quite get home. And I think if they come back to a mile, he could be chucked in. His, his you know, He's uh, related to Miss O'Connor, who did very well for the yard as well. I think she started in Ireland as well. Um like he's just he's definitely a group horse and he happens to be off a mark that would probably win him something like the Royal Hunt Cup. Um now again, as I said, he might need a penalty to get in. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but he will he will be very, very close to winning this. He's around it like I think I've seen 14's best price, I think 12's is general. But he'll be a short price on the day, I feel, if he gets into the race. Uh, and the other one I was about to say in the Royal Hunt Cup was I was looking at it today and went, holy Jesus, because it could be a handicapped debutant was um, Stay's uh, fancy for the Haydock race, Kinross. He's in here off 106. He'll get in absolutely no problem whatsoever. And he's an anti-post 33 to one shot. Now, it is also worth noting that he's been gelded first time at Haydock on Saturday. So you might see an improvement for that. But if this horse gets in off 106 with respectable group form in the book with still a potential to come forward especially that he's just being gelded um he could prove to be well treated as well so if you're getting 33 to 1 right now about the royal hunt cup especially if he runs a promising race at haydock that's an absolute no-brainer um nearly finished the commonwealth cup was the one i was going to come out next um, and the horse i have here is the case of you. all right okay well i already uh, yeah a case of you there 16 to 1 Ado mcginnis um got up in the depths of the line at nace on ascot trials they did really really well to win from a pretty unpromising position i think the six furlongs at ascot is going to really really sue him and um, he'd be doing all his best work late he might need some soft ground Um, it's not an absolute definite but connections are hoping for a soft ground and adam mcginnis also did mention the jersey stakes which i just think would be a ridiculous show and um, he's clearly a sprinter um just go for the group one you have the horse there do it um the, i think the Irish sprinters are very very good and um, if you want to even yeah. go back a bit further on his form um 
the Irish three-year-old sprinters for that for that matter. If you want to go a little yeah, bit further back, very good this, this year, aren't they? Like even if you go back to Dundalk, I think in March, a case of you wiped the floor with Logo Hunter, beating five and a half lengths, um, which is very looking very strong form. He's beaten Munista twice now, and she's done very very well. Um, mm. Her maybe Johnny Murta's filly, um, which you get the betting back up there, Chris. There, um, she'd yep. probably be a similar price. Um, she beat Logo Hunter, but might have been a bit fortunate to do so. Measure of Magic there, twelve to one. Uh, be one of them for me, but a case of you is the bigger price, so I go with him. And then finally, there's going to be no pricing on this because it's the Sandringham handicap, which is a mile race for three year old fillies. Handicap, I'm, I'm just going to pull up. You have a price you want? I'd uh, well, hopefully, they will. Uh, to one. Alert. the two, these probably be doubtful runners, but um, obviously, it's, it's, I'm trying to guess handicap entries over a month before the or about a month before the event, but. Aidan O'Brien has a filly called Friendly who ran quite well in the 1,000 guineas. I think she was rated in the low 80s. She finished sixth or seventh, was definitely a career best, ran really, really well. If they return her to handicap company uh, after coming forward in the guineas like that, she could prove very well handicapped. Um, she's in the coronation stakes betting. She's about 50, 66 to 1. She's no chance in that. She won't go anywhere near winning a group one. But because they have Mother Earth, Empress Josephine, Joan of Arc, um, you know, um, really, really top draw fillies. They might consider running friendly in the Sandringham handicap, where I think she'd have a really, really good chance. And she may be joined by Paddy Toomey's Le Petite Coco, who was supposed to run at Gowran yesterday before it was called off. She's um, very, very useful as well. She beat Sheila Lavery's horse. Or is Sheila Lavery? Um, the horse, the, the, there's a filly, the, one of them finished fourth in the 1000 guineas. I think it was Sheila Lavery's filly. Yeah, um, yeah, huge price. Um, she ran a huge, really, really good race. Bell, in the Bell, Bell, something Bell. Yeah. Um. Oh God. Bell. I'll get it back anyway. Someone might help me out here. Um, one, yeah, Bell. she wiped the floor Bell's with her at Killarney. Um, and she could be a very, very smart filly. One of them, if one of them goes for the Sandringham handicap, um, you you could be pretty confident. So that's everything I've got there. So it would be Macedo for the Coventry. Um, Irish Admiral and Kinross for the Royal Home Cup, a case of you for the Commonwealth Cup, and then in the Sandringham handicap, watch out for entries for Friendly and Le Petite Coco. Yeah, I think the horse you remember with Sheila Lavery's was a uh, Bell Image. Yeah, Bell, yeah, yeah Bell Image. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, let's make it sound a bit more French. <laughs> it's an Irish name, is it? Oh, really? Bell Image. <laughs> Right, let's go to you, Steve. What are you backing at the minute for Royal Ascot? Uh, I'd love to be as adventurous as Andy. I've just said no, the, the two-year-old program. I've not got so far behind with it this year, but um, mine's a bit more original, a bit more towards the championship races. But, but I do like. Um, I'm really keen on Chinda in the St James's Palace Stakes. He's a twelve-to-one shot. Um, to be honest, with you, when he won, I wasn't overly that impressed with him. I thought he would have won a lot more easier on the day, but. Um, Fifth in the Guineas running on late was quite positive for me because he runs so poorly in the Jewers. I sort of he marks him down as a like a not a new market horse. But when you think back to some of Hannon's other horses, that I know uh, Night of Thunder was an exception, he won the Guineas. But you think of Tormore, Toronado's, and horses like they all sort of improved as the season went on. And I'm just wondering whether this fella might actually appreciate the fact he's not run since new market. Yeah, I'm looking 
what a mark he got some marks basilica like he could go for the pre de jockey club if he does go there and win i wouldn't think he would drop back to a mile there's probably every chance he'll probably try and go for the eclipse or something you got poetic flair he's had four runs already he had the one bad run in between in france back to form last week um who knows he might even run before now i'm, I'm not knocking jim bolger for that because horses like lush lashes dawn approach finscale they're, they're horses that they're used to running five six runs in quick succession it wouldn't put me off at all but i think chinder 12 is probably going to be a bit of value you definitely know these targets i hope now they'll drop back to uh seven predators or anything like that and when you look at some of the others i think lucky vega will probably there's a good chance he'll go down the common commonwealth cup route yeah i agree with that yeah he runs at a mile well, he, he stayed at newmark he probably might have even won with another few yards but he mm. lost the death of gosden's that one near heron stakes that beat highland avenue also is down in this one ruler was poor at, uh in the guineas for me so i'm I think Chinder twelve to one. I think if he runs and the field cut up a little bit, uh, I think he could be a good bit of value in this race. Twelve to one, the St James's Palace with skill bet. Make sure get yourself signing up for the USO bet ten. Get yourself a ten pound free bet. Um, Steve, carry on, Muddy. Uh, Duke of Cambridge next. Uh, another any original race all week. For the last couple of weeks, I've been looking at Champers Elise's. Dorset won last year's matron. She's run well. She's won run okay to, to twice this year. Uh, but I've just, I've suddenly come in, I've sort of gone off her, gone cold the last few days, just running whether she might be better, better around a bend instead of this straight mile. And also, she probably needs a breakneck pace to run it, which I think me and Andy were discussing the other day. Um, so I've sort of gone off her. But the one I'm going to go with is I like Queen Power. She's a six to one shot. This ain't your archetypal sort of Michael Stattles that in a six to one shot. What what price do you think she's gonna be on the day, man? Sorry? What what price is the horse going to be on the day? Well it might be bigger. Might I, only, I only bar to one, Andy Post. Uh well I've backed it at six to one anyway. But anyway, she's um she's had plenty of chances. She was probably you put me off now, you prick. This is a new law for the podcast. She's got she's got it to farm with Lady Beaufort in the new market race. And Lady Beaufort actually improved again to run second at Palace Pier. The thing that struck me with Queen Power and a lot of her runs, she wasn't really finishing finishing well. But that race at York last week, she um she travelled well. She actually she powered away at the end. I'm just wondering whether the penny might drop late with her. You know, um, I think I think it's a good price at sixty one, no matter what Declan says. A six to one winner's better. There is um lavender's blue in there as well. She she finished right up besides them at Newmarket. She's oh, she ain't got greens. a chance on the... Well, she nearly beat fucking Queen Power at, at, at Newmarket. <laughs> so, you know, on that form, she'd have a nearly as good a chance as her. Um, she yeah, Queen Power. I just I'm just resentful. Queen Power, so I, I ripped her on, and she won at York by about half the track. 
Oh, she was so good. She uh, yeah. stay here. Just let me say this. She, she is 20 to 1 for the Queen Anne, Queen Power. You think she goes there? I don't think I think yeah, they'll stick to her own sex. And um I just think the penny dropped last time, and I think um I think she got every chance of winning this. Yeah. Any others, brother? Yeah, um, I was gonna I'm gonna stick another five to one shot, but I'm probably gonna get <laughs> <laughs> Tip Palace Pier. Go for yeah. it. <laughs> Four to seven. Yes. <laughs> I've got a one shot for tomorrow. But um Go. Oh, ooh, yeah. I like um Prince of Wales Stakes. I like Armory. Uh unoriginal again, but this race could cut up. If Love runs in the cup as I, as we think we we think she will, if the ground's not soft. That will uh, that Lord North's a six to four shot now on the back of beating he beat an handicap. Please. You're shopping in the wrong places. He beat Felix in the in Dubai, absolutely bolted up. But to be honest, with you, he's stone last in the champion stakes on heavy ground. I know he won last year's Prince of Wales, but it's a mess. That's when we thought Japan was a good horse. Yeah. Uh, Armory, people seem to forget that in his two year old, early two year old days, he was actually favourite for the Guineas in the Derby. His form sort of tailed for the back when he was running on bare ground. I think I was I was there on Arc Day when he ran behind Victor Victor I mean, just uh, and his three-year-old campaign didn't really start off too well. It was a bit of a bit mishmash. But when the Irish champion came along at the end of last season, he ran an absolute storm at sixty-six to one, finished third. And then he went to Australia where he, he ran another blind. He was probably a little bit unlucky. He was wired all the way behind them. So Dragon Age, the X, the X Aiden horse. Um, and at Chester, he looked like he'd improved again, you know. He looked bigger and stronger. Obviously, we're not 100% sure if he's definitely going to go here, but if he does, I, I think I think 5-6-1, to one, he'd be a lot short. I think he could be challenging Lord North for favouritism. Yeah, agree with that, Steve. Agree with that. Um, that. Of the rest, like, you've got the Fanshawe Rules that won in America last year. Should probably have to improve a touch. A Dave, if it come up heavy, definitely be a bet, but I think you're better off waiting until November for... Um, yep. Because he's guaranteed to get his ground later on in the year, mm. and uh, and the other one, the fourth one, I was going to stick up was uh, I'm not even sure if this is a better moment because I backed it any post before it ran. I backed uh, Commonwealth Cup Supremacy of uh, of Clive Cox. Yeah. Ten to one with skill bet. Yeah, I've got the short prices, but um, it was last of eight on seasonal reappearance, so you you'd have to. Ask a few questions whether you want to trust him, but the horse like Harry's Angel, Golden Hauled, he knows how to win this race. Um, and they couldn't find anything untoward wrong with him after that, so it's a bit of a fly. But I'm going to take a chance that it was just one of them days, and I'm going to stick him up. Battleground yeah. as well. Uh, sorry, I mean, no, well, battleground uh, entry for that. Battleground is Battleground is priced up with three six five. Um, like you could, this race could turn into a really hot heat if you get like they just pay it out anyway, don't they? Lucky <laughs> Vega comes in, Battleground comes in. You've got a really really decent race. Dan Daller absolutely bolted up at uh, at Royal Ascot last year as a two year old, so she'd be stepping back down in trip. So, but back supremacy. So the fact you're asking for an anti pose, I'm just basically letting you know that I've backed that. <laughs> You've backed it. That's the main thing. Steve, give us them four again. Summarize. Chindit for the St. James Palace at 12s. 
Queen Power, sixes for the Duke of Cambridge. Armory, five to one for the Prince of Wales. And Supremacy for the Commonwealth Cup. Thanks, so Steve. You're praying that the church doesn't turn up on the Tuesday in the St. James. Hey, Look, he, he's going to Ascot in October. Yes. Uh, he doesn't need a bug. When he doesn't need a bag. I mean, you've taken it for six months. I've just given you a 10 to 1. Six months, in advance. There you go. Come on, mate. Come on, buddy. Is that the biggest he gave us? 10 to 1, Steve, is it? 10 to 1. All right, Declan. Any anti-post, buddy? You've got some, haven't you? Yeah, I I do love an anti-post bet. Um, Royal Ascot anti-post bets is not really my thing. I do like going into the Cheltenham Festival with lots of value. Um... But I don't think I've ever had an anti post bet at Royal Ascot, but you're making me sit through this show. So I had a quick look. <laughs> now, look, I, I actually, I, I'm sweet enough on, on Joseph's horse, Pardon Samity, in the Gold Cup. I know it's a big step up and trip, but, you know, they all have to try this marathon trip at some stage. You know, it's suddenly they're going up two and a half miles. And um, not in the best in the. He's not. He's back to one. Three to one. 33 to 1. Look, he, he won the vintage crop stakes, uh, and that farm was backed up by Emperor of Sun, who was toured. And Emperor of Sun is in the betting there in front of you at 16 to 1. Uh, he was he stead really, really well that day. You know, there's nothing to suggest he's not going to step up and trip. He's a classy enough animal. He's gelded. So, you know, where else is he really going to go? He's beaten Mare Astralis, who is probably looking like an arc contender at this stage having won the Ghana. And I, I just think there's lots of value there at 33 to 1. Now, when I'm having my anti pause bets, I'm, I'm thinking of something that might turn up as single figures on the day, but there's a good chance I'll still get the value on the day. But uh, that, that would be me, my own fancy. I've, I've forced myself to go through the rest of the races. Uh, St. James's Palace, I think that. Labarossa is probably overrated. He ran reasonably, uh, it's probably overpriced at the moment. He ran reasonably well in the Irish Guineas, and I just think he's going to appreciate the better ground. And he could be a surprise again. You know, I don't think he's going to shorten too much unless a lot of them come out. But uh, can we get the James's Palace? Yes, you can. You went missing there. Wouldn't call him. I didn't want to there you go, buddy. There's the yeah. church. It's 14 to 1, Lavarossi. You know, it, it could well be that price on the day still, which is, you know, why would you have an anti post bet? But I, I do think he could surprise. I think he'll appreciate the better ground. I think it could be it could be overpriced at that. Um, the, the coronation stakes. Kevin Pendergast has a filly called Mena. Uh, she's ran twice. She ran up on dock, and then she was second at Leopard Sound. Is she there? No, thirty-three is though. Mayna has twenty-three to one. Thirty-three to one. Stop. Would you, Mayna? Twenty-three to one. Sorry, twenties, uh, twenties. Sorry, I'm oh, very since, sorry. Since I mentioned her name, she's gone from twenty-three. Twenty. Sorry, but <laughs> <laughs> you know the run at Leopard Sound. She was ahead of Zappy's Pride. She, uh, she's. Oh, she has been headed. Zappy's Pride, Shale, Joan of Arc, Empress Josephine. Kevin Prendergast thinks an awful lot of her. He thinks she'd have won the Irish Guineas. 
Um, nice. you know, if, if a man that's 112 years of age, like he's seen a lot of Phillies in his <laughs> you know, if he's talking like that, he's worse than Michael Winters. <laughs> Kevin, Kevin knows the time of day, he knows his onions, he thinks he a lot of Philly. If she does turn up, she's only ran twice. I, I can't believe she's that price. I, 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 I can't believe she's that price. Uh, I do. I also like Jesse's horse, Udnat Data. Uh, she's been behind Shell uh, and pretty gorgeous last season. And what what price, Chris? It was something juicy. She must be forties, fifties. Rest now. Is I'm she entered? Oh, she is. Yes, she is entered. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> what? <laughs> I thought she was out for the season. I thought it wasn't. Um, Where's it gone? What, what what price is she? Say that She's again. She's general general thirty trees. General thirty trees. Yeah. Reading on his horses from the force list. I have to ask for a price. <laughs> now I I think you know it may not if, if she has gone from thirty trees into twenties since I start talking. Take that twenties. There's no way she should be twenties. You know she's gone very very close, and I I'd expect to be. I think you know. 30 trays about Udnatata is, is good value as well. And that's my idea of, of an anti-pulse bet. Take the value, you know. And if you're taking, if you're having a few euro on something at nice juicy odds this far out and they turn up, you know, you, you've bought some enjoyment. Um, the last one would be Paddy Toomey's filly, who we spoke about last week, Sinele. Like she ran another very good race. She's she's quite versatile. <laughs> um, and... Have we got a price, Chris? Which race are we going? Oh, the Diamond Jubilee. Of course we have. Just for you. Here we go. Boom. It's another bar to one. Another bar to one. Bar to one. one. What, what, what price is she, Sinele? 25. 25s. She could be shorter on the day. She's very versatile. Another good run last week. Um... Yeah, I, 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 you know, I'd be happy to have small bets on each of them and hoping, you know, they just turn up and I, I think they could all run big races. You know, I think Baron Samity is, is quite, he's gelded and he's he's a classy enough animal. Um, he's beating good horses and the farm's being backed up. The farm's being backed up really, really well. You know, I know he's going into the unknown, but, yeah, yeah. you know, so if he says the trip, he's classy enough to win it. It's a good shout. It's a good shout, boys. Thanks very much for those uh, anti-posters. I reckon there's going to be one or two, that, or maybe even three or four, that really uh, will contract in price in the next few weeks. So uh, thanks very much, well, one boys. One was talking, Chris. So, you know. one, one, one did, yeah. You know, as soon as the 33s, it went to 20s just because I said it. You know, Steers went out in price. Anyway, let's Just come back. Please, I got more bigger on the day. Right, let's come back to this weekend. Then. Steve, you've got uh, you've got one for tomorrow, haven't you, buddy? At a decent price. I, I, I do like it. Um, worry was for me. Andy, Andy put me at rest a little bit. He, he didn't rate it running, but there's one running tomorrow in a three oh five at Yarmouth. Yeah. Um, it's called Blow That Horn of Sir Michael Stats. It's from Blow That Horn. 
It's finished last of ten. How did they get away with that one? It's run twice. It's finished last of ten and fifth of fifth of eight. But it's just the way um, the race last time. It, it was on off the bridle, and as it turned it straight, uh, I think it was Nottingham. It sort of come back on the steel. They quickened away again. It was very easy on it, and then the last fell on the penny sort of dropped. And he ran really well. He made up quite a few lengths. He was still beating three or four lengths behind a nice varying mare called Nagano. Um, yeah, Nagano's run well since. It, it wasn't a bad race at all. The only thing with this race is Sea Carrots, the favourite, um, is odds on. She ran in a pretty polish, so she's dropping back from a group three to a bloody maiden. Wasn't Nagano in the Wood Ditton? Uh, Nagano was in the Wood Ditton. Yeah, run behind yeah. Pete, uh, Peter the Great and then reversed the form on the sand at Newcastle. Mm. The blow that horns gone from uh, steps up in trip on each one. It's going over a mile three and a half tomorrow. I'm not saying it'll win um, because of the favourite, but at 16 to 1, I think it's definitely worth an each way. Ben, I definitely think it's worth following because there's probably every chance that tomorrow ain't the day is the time after when they step into the handicap company. But yeah, I'll be having, I'll be having a little each way on it tomorrow. Anyway. You've, e you've even got one in that race that is. Uh... Oh god, I, I, this really annoys me when you've got horses that are named after like Franklin. You know, Franklin. What's the point? Who's he named after? Fra oh, I wonder who is he named after? <laughs> not Frank. Not Frank who lives down the road. Jesus Christ! Really, it's not as bad as the National Hunt, though, where every second horse is Oscar this or Oscar oh, something. God. Yeah, yeah. Really Terrible. annoying. Or presenting oh, this. Presenting this. Clondo yeah, this. Clondo that. Unbelievable. Oh, no, that's class, isn't it? Jack Hackett this. Yeah, Jack yeah. Hackett that. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you going this um, Steve, Have you got there's actually, Reggie, Reggie pointed out a um, Reggie hasn't pointed out anything. Reggie pointed out on our Steve, Dancing with Dego. Oh, really? You know, I'll be on that. He'll do that. Yeah. 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 He, I that think he would be a good name for our first the, the form of his um, point to point is working out decent enough. So, hopefully, we see him on the track next season. We'll be all on dancing at Deco, uh, dancing with Deco. Hopefully, at Chetland next year, you will be dancing with Deco when he wins. Unfortunately, I won't because I won't be there. That's a terrible nah, thing. That's, you're a skill teacher, Chris. Yeah, I can't get there. Can I? That's the thing. So, have you got any this weekend deck? Uh, look, I, I didn't have much time to look through things, but I, I looked at Punchestown obviously because it's their um, they have a jump meeting on. Um, and I noticed Battle of Dying was running in a handicap, so everything else is probably out of handicap. But I looked down the yeah. list, you know, I looked down the list, and Jack Hackett was in there, and I thought, oh, that's interesting. And I said, I can't tip up Jack Hackett again, so I looked a little bit further, and, and Henry's um, mayor, Zachary is in there. Uh, she's mm. carrying on. No, well, she's not a song player. Dylan Robinson's going to take off three. She's going here instead of a mare's chase on the same card. Um, she was way ahead of Jack Hackett at Taurus. She was getting eight pounds that day, but she beat my 20 lengths. She's getting three pounds today. It's her first run in a handicap. She had some, what looked like decent enough form last, early last season, and then she went to Cheltenham, and she kind of wasn't the same since. Um, she's shown a tour in a, in a grade one, but it was beaten, you know, by a distance, by an argument. But I, I did like what I seen about this video last year. And uh, I just think 
there's no prices yet unless Steel wants to give me um forty to one. Sixty to one. Yeah, wants to give me something to get me teeth into. Um, I, I think she's interesting. I th I think she'll bounce back. She's she's interesting. First time in a handicap on Saturday. Yeah, thanks very much, Deck. Definitely want to look after. Andy, have you got any to for this weekend? You've been in cracking form, buddy. Yeah, no, it's a, it's pretty much a week. This is where it's on the like, come down is, now, isn't it? This is the come down. Yeah, it's a it's a week off, I'd say. Come on, neck on the line. Oh, 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 oh you only back in group ones. Come on, Andy. No, but he was able to fucking get out, get them all stopped for two or three years and whatnot. <laughs> Bloody hell, no! I envy the man that out. All right, some life, some life that man lived. Um, oh, guy. No, I was. Um, no, I'm. I will back Mission Boy at Chester. Marco Body's horse. I, I think he could be. I think he could take a step forward. Maybe. I don't think he's as good as Dylan Mouth now, but um, I think he has a good chance there. And I, I was just looking through the the two year old races, um, at Navin, um, and it's really interesting. Aidan O'Brien's first Dubawi, I think. Um, is set to make her first run out of Alice oh. Springs. So, Ooh, wow. um, Very nice. uh, yeah, so um, her name is Prettiest. So, oh, um, what a lovely yeah, name! So I think she could be. Well, she's not Frankel Prettiest. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but no, to be honest, though, it's, it's a it's a quiet week. Like the racing's just not. It's, yeah. um, it's not great. And just for the for the listeners, I'm not tipping a two year old debutant just to. I, I better put that out there in case. Oh, 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 I backed all the Guineas winners, but I'm gonna cover myself now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come on, Andy. I said to said I'm back. I'm back. You, you, you know, that thing will be seven I'm gonna punch his time. Joseph's got one on Saturday called which I was quite impressive last time out in the old Simon Sig colours. I'm not sure what depth of the races, but it was bolted up last time not, there's no prices yet but it might be worth might be one to look out for yeah. 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 Brian, 335 punches to it probably it absolutely pissed up last time uh one of my anti-post horses for royal Alaska. if she does run she'll probably win um, she was meant to run yesterday at Gower and let Petit Coco. She runs in a, or she could run in a one mile conditions race at Navin at half three. Uh, Paddy Toomey trains her. She was the horse that beat the uh, Bell Image at, at Killarney. Ah, um, nice. So I'll, I'll, I'll bail myself out and pray to God she's not bleeding odds on, but it'd be let Petit Coco <laughs> half three at Navin. Each way, Andy. And, yeah. Each way, and, each and way mission, at one, one to four. And mission boy at. Um, Chester, thanks, Andy. Uh, only one from me. I am going over to. I'm. A, I am going to Cartmel on Monday. If anyone wants, wants to join me, anybody coming in? What, what do you get? What do the jockeys get when they win there? It's sticky toffee pudding or something. Sticky isn't it? toffee pudding. But um, champion jockey at Cartmel gets a nice diamond um, necklace, which is quite nice. <laughs> did the champions a diamond necklace? Yeah, what they do? They, 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 they go into the camping field and try and find a piece of jewelry oh, that's forgotten. Give it to them. Yeah. There, there you are now. I am that, that, that guy from Tent over in anyway. Section C there. You know, um, no, in fact, somebody loses a diamond necklace at Cartmel every year. Yeah, no, that that's that's the um 
that's the lucky lucky people who are on the center in the in the cars yeah <laughs> Honestly, it's, a, it's a great trip out it's one of the best tracks in the exactly. uk it's, yeah. a, it's a track i'd like to go visit it's fantastic yeah. Lake yeah. District, is it? yeah in the latest I'm, I'm gonna be yeah. there on monday and there's one in particular that i'm really looking forward to seeing on monday because he's he's come over from the irish sea boys i don't know whether you've seen him or not you won't do it's gwensley burbus is oh, he yeah. still alive? Gwen Silly is running. Gwen Silly Burbis. Barry Connell owned him, yeah. Yeah, yeah he's, 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 he's moved over to the UK. He's moved to David Pipe. Um, and I yeah, really, I really. Peanut think... Array and he won a Grand National. So. Um, t he's 10 years old now, Gwen Silly Burbis. And he's running in the Veterans. He's, he's 10. He's 10, oh, yeah. He's, he's, running yeah the he's running in the Veterans Chase on Monday. And I think he's got an outstanding. He's running in the Veterans Chase at 10. Yeah, I mean, you've got you've got other ones in there. They're obviously they're all above ten. You've got Rock on Fruity, which is you know terrible. William of Orange, who I, just, I you know you just say the same name. Gwen Silly Burbus is going to run well on Monday, and hopefully it'll be a great day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, at least Anthony Cummins is saying get on the waltzes, Christoph, but I can't wait for that. You, I will you, be you on. Like on Monday, do you says? They do, yeah. Yeah. There's the following week. The pub's back open. Yeah, we're back open. We've been to the pub tonight. We're back open. Are you uh, any there? listeners? We, we've got another few minutes, guys. If any listeners have got any questions about the weekend racing, put that into us. We will stay here. online for a few minutes now. Even though this Declan the audience. Off. <laughs> Let's be quiet. Let's uh, be quiet. There's absolutely nothing coming in here. Yeah, so there, there will be. Who's that? Can I ask a question? Go on, Andy. Uh, go on, Dexter. <laughs> Do we think Piledriver will run in the um, Hardwick? Oh, good question. I'd have thought so. I if, would he won, if he won the King Edward last year. Like. I think 10 to 1's a nice price. If our yeah. goes to the Coronation Cup. The Royal Ascot segment was about 10 minutes ago, Stay. No, I'm just yeah. looking through. <laughs> You're always learning. Scribs has put up, Adam Scribs has put up Conservatoire at the 7.20 at Haydock tomorrow. He's not giving a reason for that. No, he did at 7 o'clock this morning to give a reason. Oh, did he? What was he saying, Stay? I didn't read it. Oh, he didn't read it. <laughs> I'm only joking. I, did, I didn't read it myself. I was, I was too busy. No, Adam, give it. He spoke about it small. Adam's a good judge as well. So I'll have a, I'll have a look at that later. Yeah, look. Maybe tomorrow I'll have to have a look now because uh, that's what it is. Right. Um, I think that's it, boys. Great weekend. Let's have a good the, uh, We get there. Be good racing next weekend. I think we've got um, we got the Derby next weekend, don't we? We yeah, have to and well. Are we getting Caitlin back next week? Yeah, we'll get Caitlin back next week just for the male listeners, you know what I mean? Oh, I need to <laughs> lobby in um need to lobby in to um stick in the Epsom Dash for next week as well. Oh yes. Duke is, of is Groom the Groom gonna win? Caspian Prince Caspian still Prince. alive. One of the two. Yeah, he's running at Wolverhampton every other week. Right, boys. Um, that's a wrap up today's show. Right, that's yeah. Thanks very much. Thanks very much. And have a lovely weekend. I hopefully we're back a few winners, buddies. If you if you can be bothered. Anyway, take it easy, boys.
Thanks for listening. Make sure to follow us on Twitter. Head on over to our handle at USO Podcast and click the notification bell to never miss an episode. 